Hey everybody, it's your buddy Jack. Hope this podcast finds you doing well, right? Whether it's morning time, afternoon time, or evening time, I hope you have had a blessed day, or I hope that you do have a blessed day, right? Nothing wrong with getting the day off, uh, get the day started right. So if it's morning for you, um, I hope that you do have a good day, right? I think that that's important. You know, I talk about a lot of things that can tend to, I don't know, bring the ugly out, right? Can tend to bring the ugly out in, in, um, I don't know, in people, in topics, in relationships, right? So I'm hoping that um, anytime and every time you hear something that I share, that you gain something positive out of it. Whether if it's a topic um, that sort of has a negative sort of, um, you know, take on whatever the topic is. <clears throat> I'm hoping that you're able to find something, something positive um, to help you get through whatever the issue is. I share positive ones too. So, you know, that's good. I think I, I ended um, uh, my eighth season uh, with uh, a topic on um, celebrating anniversaries, right? And I get it. Even there, you could find some negative, right? But I hope that my twist on the positive aspect of it um, created uh, some motivation for you. Maybe was a, a somewhat inspirational, I hope, you know. Um, I'm hoping that's the least I can do. For sure. So anyway, I appreciate you guys. If you're a returning listener, got a lot of love for you. I thank you so much. Right. I know I just posted a couple um, of uh, sessions. And I, before that, I was out for a while. I don't know if you remember me mentioning uh, that I had a whole lot of family stuff going on. Right. Good and bad. Um, there were some stressors for sure. Right. But. <clears throat> There were some really, really good positives. And they far outweighed the negative, right? That's a good thing. So let's get rolling. But first, don't forget to hit that support button. Anything and everything that you feel led to contribute. I've said it a million times. I count it all a blessing. I am grateful to you all. Um, That is for sure. And if right now, as I've said it before also... The offering or, or, or contribution you can make is in prayer. I am okay with that, right? I thank you. I thank you. And if it's um, in funds, I definitely am grateful. That helps me keep up my microphone and computer stuff, right, um, so that I can continue to do these things. Um, but also, don't forget to hit that message button, right? Share something. Right. If the, if there maybe there's something on a topic that I haven't experienced, so I didn't mention it, um, and you've got some good insight on um, whatever that is, start a conversation with me. I love to talk about this stuff. Right. So that would be a lot of fun too. I think. Really, a lot of fun. I've had people interact with me a few times, and uh, I do get a lot out of that. Because uh, sometimes you do share a take on on a topic that I've shared that. Maybe I hadn't thought of or or just 
hadn't experienced personally. So either way, uh, feel free to hit that message button and let's talk about some things. Um, I would greatly appreciate that too. So I am going to talk about depression specifically um, today. Some hidden truths about depression, right? I don't know what happens. Some people, when you're on the outside looking in, take issue with people having depression. I don't know if it's just mis- misunderstanding or maybe you've um, been misinformed about what depression is, right? Um, a lot of those things can come into play. But uh, let's talk about some of those hidden truths. Let's talk a little bit more about depression specifically. So many people struggle with depression in various in variations of intensity from mild to severe, right? <laughs> depression is not an easy mental health issue to overcome. It's real and has real consequences, yet some people still minimize its effects on people. Sadness, the regular emotion of sadness, is possible to just get over, maybe. I don't even like to think of that concept, right? So many people say, just get over it. I don't know. Maybe because I work in the mental health field and addiction field, that, that sort of just get over it mentality I've seen cause more, more stress in a relationship uh, more often than not. But here it is. Uh, emotions of sadness is possible to just get over. But hear me when I say this. Clinical depression. Clinical depression. You don't just get over. It's a brain chemistry issue. Right? Not a willpower issue. Right? It's a brain chemistry issue. And so that's how you have to address it. That's why they make medications. Right? And I got a lot of faith people out there probably going, why don't you just pray about it? You know... I completely get that. And you know, guys, I'm a man of faith, and I feel like I'm strong in my faith. And in my opinion, I do believe and feel like God can heal all things. But until he does, you have to manage it. You cannot just not take your medications for any reason. Right? I have high blood pressure and diabetes, and sure, I believe that someday... God's going to heal me from that. But I have to also remember that he's instilled wisdom in me. So I know until that day happens, I need to manage it with diet, medication, and so on. So when you're dealing with depression, bipolar disorder, schizophrenia, ADHD, sure, a lot of people are strong in their faith and feel like God will deliver them from that at some point. But he's also instilled wisdom in you. So that should tell you, yes, God can do that. But why don't you take your medication until then? Right? And if you're really, really strong about that sort of thing, just just pray about it. Don't worry about all the other meds. Just pray about it. What if you need the help right now? What if you need the, the brain change right now, today, because you're suicidal, on the verge of killing yourself, and praying about it every day for six years, 10 years, 15 years, 
right? You might not live that long. But again, this is coming from a guy who is completely strong in his faith. And I do believe, again, that God can heal all things, but you have to do it in wisdom. Right? Current treatments for depression remain severely limited. Since the introduction of Prozac, which is one I took years ago, nearly 30 years ago, there have been no new categories of antidepressants, only variations of the existing SSRIs and SNRIs, targeting serotonin and neuropronephrine, only two of, of uh, hundreds, hundreds of neurotransmitters. Right, so these medications are targeting those two, right, serotonin and neuropronephrine, and they're only two of hundreds neurotransmitters that need to be um, looked at. Yet, over 50% of depressed individuals do not respond to any type of existing medications or various types of therapy, according to a recent major study from Star. D uh, in 2006. In fact, they became worse with repeated episodes of depression. Those that do respond to existing medications often experience troublesome side effects. Yes, that is true. I personally didn't experience any side effects while using <clears throat> that medication uh, for my depression a few years ago, and that was Prozac. Um, definitely follow up with your doctor if you're considering taking on a medication or making any sort of medication adjustment or change. Don't just do it on your own, right? Because a lot of these medications do more harm if they're stopped abruptly. So definitely research that and get with your doctor, right? Do not just stop them cold turkey. Uh, really nothing's good for that, right? You just really got to be careful when dealing with medications, for sure. What is needed is not simply more me-too drugs, but new therapeutic approaches that are based on a fundamental understanding of the brain's complex mood centers. Man, it's amazing with how much we know about the brain today. In these times, we still know very little. Unbelievable. So, advanced brain research is stalled because government funding has been reduced. And many of the large drug makers have closed their uh, neuroscience research programs. Experts point to a crisis in research and a dry pipeline for urgently needed new treatments. <coughs> Hopefully, out of all the existing medications that are out there now, you can find something um, that'll work. Um, but I strongly suggest that you not do nothing, if that makes sense, right? Don't find yourself in the middle of doing nothing. Because even though you'll sit around and not do anything, not see your doctor about medications, not see a therapist of some sort about your depression, right? Meanwhile, your brain is telling you some awful, bad, 
ugly things. Your brain is creating thoughts that are ugly, ugly things. And left to combat that on your own, mm, it's not a good position to be in. Not a good position to be in, right? Current state of depression research. Some of this information here that I'm talking about now, I found from um, hopeforddepression.org. It's a good. It's a good website. The exact physical cause of depression remains unknown. It is known that genetics and childhood trauma may play a role in the biological origins of depression. May play a role, right? Genetics usually can play a role. Childhood trauma definitely, right? Can usually fester up some of this depression later in life, but. That's no, those two are not the only scenarios. Stress and other stressors may bring on depression, but are not the underlying causes of depression. There is no medical diagnosis for depression like a blood test or a brain scan. Diagnosis is still based on subjective criteria. That is true, but you have to keep in mind that if you take a hundred people with depression, a lot of the criteria repeats itself with people with chronic, critical, uh, critical, right, or clinical depression. They'll have a lot of the same systems, symptoms, and in each person, they just repeat itself. That's how they come to to decide that this person or that person is more than likely dealing with depression because there are so many things that just mimic themselves from person to person. It's a tough topic. Research shows that only 50% of patients respond to existing medications, right? So you just keep trying. Don't try something and then give up if it doesn't work. Since the introduction of Prozac in 1985, there have been no new medications um, except variations, as I mentioned, of some of the existing ones. We do not know how SSRIs and SNRIs actually work. The biological mechanism is still unknown. Still unknown, but except for the fact that as these medications are giving, and they're given to people who are dealing with depression, and time and time again they work, right? From one person to the next, to the next, to the next, the consistency in itself would suggest that they're on the right track, right? I would think so. I would think so. Um, let's see, there is limited knowledge for prevention of depression. Because you don't really know what the activating event is going to be. Right? Can you have a substance-induced mental health disorder? Yes, you can. So maybe, just maybe it wasn't childhood trauma, right? 
as we were talking about a second ago, um, it can happen later in life, especially if you're into substance abuse, right? It could be a triggering, you know, the loss of a loved one. Some people experience such a loss and the way they experience it is just catastrophic. And sometimes it seems like there's no bringing that person, whoever it may be, back to, I don't want to say reality, but back to living life to some degree of normality, right? Where they function from day to day, go to work, go home, (coughs) participate in family activities, don't isolate, hang out with friends, right? Those kinds of people. There's no way of knowing what the onset might be. Although depression is the second most prevalent illness in the United States today, it ranks 68th out of 235 in the amount uh, of federal funding it receives. And that breaks my heart. I don't understand how, with all the mental illnesses that are out there, how... I don't know, maybe in the grand scope of things, being 68th out of 235 is not so bad, but we got to improve on that too. Mental health issues are a broad, broad issue. And there's lots of people dealing with some degree of something, right? I think we have to do better. I would like to know what that statistic looks like when it comes to substance abuse treatments. Depression has different triggers. People have a high risk of depression if they've recently been through a stressful life event, if they've had depression in the past, or if a close family member has been depressed. Sometimes depression develops without any obvious cause. Depression affects the body, right? We know that too. You can have headaches, stomach problems, headaches, um, and general aches and pains without a clear physical cause, right? Without a clear physical cause. Because really and truly, depression is... Depression is a funny thing, right? I mean, some people figure out how to control it or maintain it, right? Um, but that usually comes with time. Most younger generation people, I think, maybe 30 and younger, um, tend to really have not had the time to learn how to manage um, their depression, right? My wife does real good. She's not on any medication, but she realizes and recognizes the signs and um, she does different things, right? We'll go for walks. You know, we got dogs, so we take them for walks, right? Or we'll go do something um, that creates some degree of excitement. Going for a motorcycle ride. Man, I don't know if that's a remedy <laughs> or what, but it works for us, right? Um, you just have to just, as I said earlier, take that medication, Right? And again, to my people of faith, 
Yes, I believe that God can heal all things. But you do it until. Right? You do it until. I had a pastor um, friend of ours <clears throat> when I started going back to church and reestablishing, right? This would have been 20 years ago. Um, he used to call it Mr. Magoo Faith. You know, Mr. Magoo has those big old thick glasses, right? He would say that <coughs> he could see someone praying for their eyesight to be restored, right? But like Mr. Magoo, with that bad eyesight, you can't take the glasses off, right? Again, God has given a spirit of wisdom. Mr. Magoo is going to need to keep them glasses on until... Right, prayerfully, God will sometime at, at any moment, it's usually on his time, he could restore Mr. Magoo's eyesight. But until then, he can't be driving with them glasses off, right? Because you'd be bumping into everybody. You do it until. Depression, uh, a depressed brain may look different. They do say that in scans, right? People say, well, where's the proof? How do you know? Some people with major depressive disorder have changes in the brain that can be seen in imaging testing, right? They can be seen in imaging tests such as, they call it a magnetic um, renaissance imaging or MRIs as people know them, MRI scans. According to a review published in December of 2019 in the journal, the Translational Psychiatry, I guess that's the name of the, uh, the journal, that evaluated studies examining the use of MRI scans to diagnose and treat major depressive disorder. That said, the paper also notes that major depression is a biologically complex disorder that causes different changes in the brain in some people. And that MRI scans alone are not always useful in the diagnosis of major depression disorder. So the alteration, right, in the brain scan can look different from person to person. The researchers therefore state the importance of new imaging techniques and ways to analyze that information to help diagnose depression. So they're still working on it, right? So maybe the MRIs aren't 100%, but even if they're 90, right? So many times they've clearly seen differences in those brains of people struggling with depression. Depressed brains may look different. Some people with major depression disorder have changes in the um, brain that can be seen in imaging. That's what I'm talking about. Right? That's what I'm talking about. Depressed, depressed people might not look depressed. That would be my wife. She's really, really good. Right? Really, really good. Of course, she'll tell you that she's had to wear a mask all of her life. Which is saddening to me. There are moments in her life, even as a preteen or as a teenager that she had to mask 
what she's feeling with, you know, because of whatever she's dealing with in her home life with her parents, right? But we shouldn't have to do that. Go through life wearing a mask. There's even a commercial that I see nowadays, and it's about some medication that's developed to assist depression medication. Because everybody responds differently to depression medication, right? For some people, that could be the end all, and it's the medication that works. For some people, uh, it may may not work 100%, right? And so the medication, I wish now that I'm bringing up, I would have thought of the name of it. But you see in the commercial, the lady walking around, right, or people walking around with a little round plate on a stick with a smiley face, right? And they hold it up in the commercial when they're talking to people. That's what we're talking about. People shouldn't have to wear a mask. Right? I encourage you. Let me pause for a second. I encourage you. If depression is something you are dealing with, be open about it. Be open about it. Even to those people who you think are going to question. Right? Because at the end of the day, It's not about them, right? (coughs) It's not about them. Get the help you feel like you need. Go see someone. Depressed people might not look depressed. Depression is a hidden illness, right? A hidden illness. Some people can seem upbeat and cheerful. But inside, they're struggling with the symptoms of depression. So many times you hear of someone committing suicide. And the close families and friends seem to always say, well, he never said anything. I didn't think anything was wrong. This is such a surprise. Right? I don't know. Granted, if the person dealing with depression is doing a really good job at hiding it, then, you know, sure, that's on them. That's on them. But somewhere along the line, they usually let some of that light shine through the cracks. We are just so caught up most of the time in our own lives. Of course, we're all busy. Right? We're all busy. But if we could all just take a second to be a little more in tune with each other, just maybe, right? Just maybe. Some things that help. Exercise can help help manage depression, right? Exercise improves mood, your mood state, which is good, right? It explains that exercise helps stimulate Natural compounds in the body that can make you feel better. Aim for at least 30 minutes of physical activity most days. Right? Most days. And, you know, some a lot of people do. If your depression hasn't gotten to a point where it just seems to keep you down. Right? In real time, there are a lot of people who will tell you that I don't even feel like getting out of bed. 
I don't even feel like getting off the couch. If that's you, do something. Right? And don't be upset with people who aren't reading your little signs. Right? Don't be upset with those people. Be open with those people. And explain to someone how you're feeling. Right? Friends, family, if you're listening, please be open-minded. Please be open-minded if a loved one comes to you and begins to talk to you about feeling some depression. Right? That's usually the make or break point. If you slough it off to just get over it, what they're going to do is slough off the conversation and not talk to you about it anymore. And that could very well be the point where they decide not to talk to anybody else anymore. That gets dangerous. <clears throat> that gets dangerous, right? We typically recommend that people with depression exercise. It is good. Develop a healthy diet. And go to bed at a regular time. All of those things. Right? I know it's all cliche. You hear a million one doctors always talk about this same stuff. Right? But when there's proof found that even one hour of physical activity each week was associated with a 12% lower incidence of depression. Just an hour a week can improve it some. Depression is often experienced with coexisting anxiety. That happens a lot too. Many people who have one mental health disorder, such as depression, may experience another, such as anxiety, or maybe um, ADHD, right? Maybe attention deficit hyperactivity disorder is what I'm talking about. Anxiety can be as debilitating as depression. But people may have lived with it so long they don't realize they actually have anxiety. Right? You, I don't know how it would manifest itself. Right? Maybe you feel <coughs> maybe not panicked. Right? But a little out of sorts. Um, it happens. It happens. Women are 70% more likely to experience depression than men. Hormones are partly to blame. Women are more likely to be depressed during and after pregnancy. That is a real thing. Postpartum depression? Listen, that is a real thing. If I'm talking to somebody that seems to doubt these sort of symptoms, please research it. Because if it's your wife that's struggling with it, you need to know and be as as informed as possible. Do not slough it off to just hormones, right? Both of you take the time to look into it. Women are more likely to be depressed during and after pregnancy because of the hormonal shifts related to pregnancy and childbirth. 
the combined stress of work and family responsibilities may also play a role in the stress. Part of the depression or differences between men and women, though, is that women are more likely to tell their doctors about their symptoms and seek help. Right? Women are more likely to go to their doctors while they're there. They might as well be. They're doing all, all that, you know, especially with dealing with um, post-pregnancy stuff, right? Sure, they're going to start to be open with their doctor. But again, guys, if they come to you, please be supportive. A severe type of depression can cause you to hear, see, or believe things that are not real. This is psychotic depression. It is a real thing. Google it. Look it up. For instance, people with psychotic depression might hear voices or think the government is after them. About 20% of people with major depression have these symptoms. Mm. If you have a family history of depression, you may be at greater risk for psychotic depression. This is how real this is, guys. If it can create or manifest or mimic, however you want to explain it, some psychosis and the symptoms thereof, Oh my gosh, depression is a real thing, right? Depression is a real thing. Doctors often use shock treatments. They have used them in the past for sure to treat this type of severe depression because they work faster than antidepressants. I don't know if they utilize that as much now as they did way back in the day, but um, it's possible. It's possible. It is so important to stay on top of how you are feeling. Stay on top of the symptoms. Medications do work. Therapy does work. And they work better when implemented together. Right? I think that's what a lot of people do these days. They manage their medication. Right? They continue their therapy. And they exercise. And do fun things. It's a good way to manage your depression. It can impair your attention and memory, as well as your information processing and decision-making skills. It can also lower your cognitive flexibility, which is the ability to adapt to your goals um, and strategies um, to changing situations. And executive functioning, it may cause a struggle with some executive functioning, right? Scary thought, the, which is the ability to take all the steps to get something done. When you think of clinical depression, you probably think of feeling sad and down for long periods of time. Losing your energy and your interest in things mm, that you used to enjoy a symptom. Maybe you're sleeping too much or too little or eating too much or too little. Besides that, besides these things, depression can actually change your ability to think. Your ability to think clearly. 
Types of depression um, thoughts include difficulty in making decisions for concentrating or concentrating on an activity, continuous sense of guilt and well worthlessness, constant thoughts of death or committing suicide. Please try not to let it get that far before you say something. Can also cause stress, anxiety, or de- depression can cause forgetfulness, confusion, difficulty concentrating, and other problems that disrupt daily activity. Boy, some people aren't aware that depression can create such an issue and create so many other symptoms. If you are someone... You or you or someone you know is struggling with depression, please find some help. Depression is not something to play around with. Do not turn, <laughs> do not turn to alcohol or street drugs for answers. That will only make it worse. Right? That'll only make it worse. I have talked about a substance-induced. Um, mental health issues before. It's very real. Depression is a common is common um, people battling, right? It's common among people battling an addiction um, to drugs or alcohol. Substance abuse can trigger or intensify the feelings of loneliness, sadness, and hopelessness. Often associated with depression these things intertwine right these things intertwine is the drugs causing the depression is the depression causing the substance use is the depression only increasing the substance abuse right and then on the flip side the substance abuse is increasing the depression oh my gosh It is just a continual vicious cycle, right? That is part of the problem, for sure. For sure. So, really, guys, when we're talking about the hidden truths of depression, I don't know that they're so hidden, right? Sure, maybe some of the symptoms. Maybe... Some of the things that people dealing with depression, um, maybe with some of the things they're they're experiencing, um, can be sort of hidden, because unfortunately, a lot of people are not one either willing to talk about it with someone, or maybe feels like they can't talk to said someone about their mental health issues, their depression. Right? That's an, that's a that's a sad place to be in, right? When you don't feel like you can discuss it with the people closest to you. And it's funny how I hear family and friends always say, why didn't you say something? Why didn't you bring it up? Right? I would have listened, but you know, time and time again, maybe they've tried and you've done or said something that would indicate that it wouldn't have been a safe topic. Right? Mm, I don't know. Maybe that's sort of 
some food for thought, I guess, right? Mm, I'm drinking a really good cup of coffee. But I do know that there are people who have or are successfully managing their mental health issues with uh, medications, in some cases minimal, right? But you just got to do what you got to do. You can't go untreated, right? You can't go untreated. And as I said, sure, there are a few people out there that are managing without medication and maybe just going to therapy or maybe just going to um, (coughs) uh, maybe going to self-help groups specifically for depression. Right. Um, But but I assure you, they have more than likely implemented other things. We've talked about exercise, eating right. Right. Um, They've started doing other things that create those feel good chemicals in the brain. You can't not treat your depression and then sit around and do nothing. Right? Although I know that it's super hard. There are days you just don't even feel like getting out of bed. But you got to. <laughs> you got to. Muster up the strength. Somehow. Some way. Right? Muster up the strength. And that, and you know, I'm, I am for sure. I know that is a lot easier said than done, right? I don't know. I don't know what's the right answer. If you're taking medications and you're doing all the right things, or you're untreated and afraid to say anything, there's got to be a happy medium. And even as I'm talking to you, if you can think of one person that you probably don't feel comfortable sharing it with, either because they don't believe in mental health issues or feel like you can just pray it away, right? Then find someone else. Find someone else. Um, because those I feel like those kinds of people that feel like it doesn't really exist, it's just in your mind, you can stop thinking that way or... You can just pray about it and it'll go away. That kind of, they put you in, in, or can put you in a dangerous, dangerous position. Because if they you let them create some doubt about what you're thinking and feeling, you put it off. And you'll put it off longer. And in some cases, mental health issues are progressive. They can get worse. Depression can get worse. You heard me talking about, um the psychotic episodes that can come with them if it gets bad enough. So if you don't have someone who's at least encouraging you to go see someone, if you go to a psychiatrist and you can get into therapy and that's the end all and you can manage it that way, or your doctor may suggest medications too, right? Um, But if they don't, what if they don't? You know, if, if we just see each other once or twice a month, I feel like you might be able to manage this, right? But you would, didn't even go check or look into that because someone is telling you that it's not real. It is real. Very real. And if you're one of those people listening 
that can't quite grasp the concept of how real clinical depression is, please research it. Please research it. I have found, and a handful of people that I have met that feel that way haven't even done the research. It's incredible. You're making an, an, an assumption and an opinion about someone else's life when you haven't put in the legwork. And you're not the mental health professional. Right? So I would suggest that you suggest that your family or friend dealing with depression go and see a professional about it and let them decide. Right? Let them decide. You can't pass judgment on what you think when it's someone else's life on the line. Right? When it's someone else's life on the line. Anyway, I could go on all day about depression. Um, anybody, and I'm, I'm close to people that are still dealing with it today. And it has been one of my issues. Depression, anxiety, anger issues, right? Those are my things. So I know how real it is. So yeah, definitely, definitely, if you're not already seeing somebody or taking care of it, somehow, go do that. I strongly suggest that you do that, for sure. Especially the way this country is right now. This too, when you're dealing with clinical depression, the position, the situation our country is in, can definitely cause some added depression for some people who are already dealing with it. Even though it is not your fault, you don't have a hand in it, right? Just seeing it on TV can affect you differently. I knew a gal who saw completely untreated, very severe clinical depression, saw one of the plane crashes that we've had over the last decade or so, um, and really felt like her her thought to me her, that she stated was, if I wasn't such a bad person, maybe that plane crash wouldn't have happened. That's how severe it can be. That's how severe it can be, right? So, yes, go see someone. Get the help you need for whatever reason, even if it's not depression, right? Get the help you need. I appreciate your time. Thank you so much for listening. I know I've gone on a little bit longer, but it's an important topic. It can be a life-saving topic, right? So be blessed. Until next time, I hope things are well for you. Bye for now. Thank you.